0: here's the situation. We're doing another food draft, this time ethnic cuisine, Uh, in particular ethnic dishes. But this time we're going to have a couple of guest stars for our food draft. Uh, But uh, before we get to the guest stars, we'll talk about the regular (laughs) non-stars. Me, Rush Howell.
1: And me, TJ Jagodowski, And... Uh yeah, we have two guests uh this week, two good friends of our uh ours, Patrick Connolly and Shad Kunkel. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello! And thank you for doing this. And uh this week's theme, which you guys are not aware of and you know matters matters not too much at all, really, in all in all honesty, um, is Richard Donner and Blintzes. Um and, and as usual. We try and be seasonal, but we're seasonal as to when we record these, and not to when they'll be played. So I'm sure this will be well past Christmas by the by the time by the time this comes out. So uh, for your post, for those of you who had a nice Christmas uh, holiday, you can harken back to that with this this week's Richard Donner and Blinces.
0: Yes. And this will likely be the first of perhaps multiple Christmas themes, <laughs> yes. all of which will later post-date Christmas. <laughs> <All> right.
1: <laughs> so, Mr. Howell, I think you are going to start our guests off with, with one uh, to uh, to get us begun, eh?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So happy to have uh, Pad and Chad on. And uh, I thought we would start uh, Richard Donner and uh, Blintzes. Uh, I'm pulling from Donner for this one. So here's the situation. You are all going to play a little name that tune. Ooh. Name that tune. We're going to play except it's spelled T O O N and it is you have to name cartoon uh things that, that relate to cartoons and much as name that tune works the way it's going to work you are going to um you are going to uh, bid an amount of this certain uh, category that you can name. This is, and so
1: this uh, is ridiculous instance, that you and I both have something that is kind of named that tune for not the same reason and, 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 and unrelated by category. This is going to be, I love it. Uh, just, <laughs> all right. I love it. We had different
0: takes on name that tune. So uh, uh, for instance, if I, if I were to say, you know, name uh the 10 most popular care bears which we're not going to do uh i would start the bidding at at pad Uh, i just drew randomly before we started who would go first and it'll go clockwise on my screen which means pad to tj to shad and so forth and so on okay if if you ever bid 10 that would be the max and you you automatically win the bid and you have to go and um we we will uh you get a point if you're right. Uh, the other people each get uh, half a point if you're wrong, and I think we'll go uh, basically to two and a half points. But we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes.
1: <laughs> all right. So,
0: so uh, all of these are cartoon related, and the one that kicks it all off um, is in the Rudolph uh, the Red Nose Red Nose Reindeer cartoons, which I really enjoy. That's probably my favorite yeah. of the Christmas like animated movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are nine. Uh, Santa, reindeer, uh, the the eight from "Twas Night Before Christmas," plus <laughs> Rudolph. Uh, how many of those other eight besides Rudolph can you name, starting with Pat?
2: I'm going to start off with a uh,
0: bold bid of uh, four. Oh, four. Okay, all right. Uh, TJ, uh, you can either top that or or tell him to name that tune.
1: Uh the the other eight are just the the the. <laughs> I can do all of them.
2: All right. That's a minute
0: eight. That's a minute eight. (laughs) Wow.
1: My my,
2: my ploy backfired real bad. All right, TJ. uh,
0: You have to go now. Any pause of more than five seconds or so will cause a loss
1: as well. Okay. Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, um, Vixen, Prancer, uh, Dancer, and. Damn it. I'm going to boff. I'm going to boff on the last one. Shit. I lost the rhythm. Common Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Dancer, Prancer, Donner, and Blitzen.
0: There it is. I'm afraid you yep. missed Dasher. <laughs> <laughs> Dasher. Dasher. You look great. You look great. But it's Pad and Shad get half a point each. Uh, right and... into the lead. let
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just
0: all be the winning.
1: Played me like a fill there, Pad. All right, that
0: means Shad gets to kick this one off. Okay. Name that tune. Uh, There are seven dwarves in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. How many of those seven dwarves can you name?
3: I can name six. Oh, oh, that puts Pat in an interesting
0: spot. He either goes seven or tells him (laughs) to name it. Oh, uh, I'm going to
2: go seven. Yeah. Boom. Boom. All right, it you got- me out of doing it.
0: All right. <laughs> we'll we'll play let's you. seven.
2: Okay, you've got uh, Happy, you've got Grumpy, you've got Bashful, you've got Sleepy, you've got Doc, you've got Dopey, uh, and you also have uh, the last one, uh, <laughs> whose name is uh,
1: Sneezy. Yes, nicely nah, done. Well done. Man. Nicely done. I always done. Doc. <laughs> Doc is oh, an outsider. One I,
0: Doc is the only one I really, like, Doc and Dopey. Uh, And then the rest, I'm always like, would they really
1: have called one sneezy? You know, it's a little bit of absurd when you have all the uh, you. You got to know if you're going to call him that, you got to know he has a permanent condition. You know, because it can't just be something he gets over in a few weeks. You know, like. And Doc is the only one who's not character characteristic, right? That's it's not an emotion or or a behavior. He's just Doc. can't,
3: Can't be like a mean nickname that just stuck from one bad day, you know? Right. Cranky. I can always, re- I can remember the other ones because they, they're like close to feelings you might have, but Doc is like an occupation mm-hmm. and I just can't remember it every time. It, it really felt like, like
2: the, the Disney team just sort of fell off on that list. Like <laughs> they, they got to Dopey and it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. we, we've already named, we've already named six of the seven dwarves and those rhyme. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, I've never, I, I don't know, I've never understood uh, several of those names, but you, you knew them, you nailed them, and that's going to take us back to TJ. Now. All right. All right, it's getting a little, uh, we're mixing it up a little bit now on Name That Tune.
1: I hope it's not uh, Smurfs, because I think there's like almost 600 of them.
0: Well, there may or may not be a Smurfs one. <laughs> one at some
1: point, All right,
0: but, uh, that is not the one that's up right now. The one that is up right now is in the February 20th, 1992 episode of the Simpsons. So I don't know, episode 100 of 71,400 that they've done by now. That's my brother Troy's Uh,
1: birthday, by the way, Feb 20. And he's a big Simpsons fan.
0: Oh,
1: Shout out to my brother.
0: Uh, there's an episode called Homer at the bat and in Homer at the bat, Mr. Uh. Burns, uh, puts together a ringer softball team in which he, he enlists the aid of nine major league baseball players to come and join the Springfield softball team. How many of those nine major league ball players uh, can you name that featured in the Homer at the Bat episode? Mm, five. Five. That goes to Shad.
4: You can go higher or tell him to name it. Uh, I will name that
3: team. Name that team indeed. <laughs> All right. So Shad uh, chooses to pass.
0: TJ, you must name at least five to uh, to get back to tying pads
1: well no, Does Pad want to outbid me? Is it can, does it go like that or does it does he Un- unfortunately uh, it, Shad has,
2: has okay. locked Pad and, out of And you know what? I just watched that episode uh, Did you really two weeks ago and okay. I can remember barely four and one of those four is real shaky, so this worked out great.
1: <laughs> All right um don mattingly correct daryl strawberry correct jose canseco correct ken griffey jr correct and i'm between boggs and clemens who i think might both be in there but i'm gonna say wade boggs
0: Oh, good flex, because yeah. they both were in
1: there. All right. TJ's <laughs>
0: like, I'm in between
1: uh, Wade Boggs, <laughs> Roger
0: Clemens, Ozzie Smith, Steve Sachs, and Mike Socia. So I'll know,
1: Socia, i know it's with just because he's...
0: <laughs> would be would have been super impressed had you gotten Socha. but there you go. That's a full point for TJ, 1.5 for Pad, 0.5 for Shad, and we're now on Shad, and, and here it is. Here's the Smurfs. Okay. <laughs> um, Wikipedia lists a whole bunch of Smurfs. Uh, they, I want you to name as many of the top 11 that they listed as you can. I believe that the top 11, generally speaking, uh, could be viewed as the 11 most popular. Um, but it's Wikipedia, so there's a little bit of uh, gray area in there as well. Um, okay. But I, I felt that there was a significant drop-off between 11 and 12 uh, person. So, how many of the top eleven Wikipedia Smurfs do you think you can name on Name That
3: Tune? <laughs> I mean, I have not done a lot of time on Smurfs. Uh, I can do three.
2: Okay, it's a good. Uh, it's a you know. it yeah. com- might get back to you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be real conservative here and say four. Nice, I love it. The, the small small bid increases on the Smurfs.
1: I'll go five. I'll, I'll go five. I don't. Yeah, I'll do it.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Now, oh oh it comes back to me. All right, doing five. That means I got to guess at four of them. Um, let's see here. That's a bluff. I'm sitting on the biggest smurf collection you've ever seen over here. Uh, I'll do, uh, I'll say, name those smurfs, TJ. Oh,
1: no. Really? Oh. Okay.
3: All right,
0: you got five five of these top 11 Smurfs.
1: Oh, boy. Papa and Smurfette.
0: Those are both correct. In fact, Smurfette was one and Papa was two.
1: Okay. Jokey.
0: Uh, correct. Came in at number eight, although he was also the third one I thought
1: of. Okay. Huh. Handy.
0: So, very interesting. Handy, who I would think of as a top five Smurf was 11th on the rating which is why i gave the unusual wow. top 11 instead of top 10
1: wow and this is the one that i didn't want to have to say if if we got here because i'm not sure it's his name uh vanity
0: vanity smurf is not outside of the top, top
4: 11 wow 10 Woo-hoo.
0: Uh, anybody got a guess for any of the other five? Oh, uh, yep, there sorry. you go. Rainy's in there, there. yeah. Of course, also looking for clumsy, Mm-mm. grouchy, hefty, and greedy.
1: Wow, no, I, I those don't ring bells for me.
0: By and the tough. way, what would you say, <laughs> worst, uh, worst, uh, worst name for a smurf from an actual smurf you can remember? Like the one you would you would least like to be your personality boiled down to one. <laughs> To one word.
1: I guess hefty. Yeah. That, that seems like they're just kind of euphemism. They want yeah. to call you Fat Smurf, but they're they're like, they're know. finding ways not to, you know, like.
3: I'd hate I'd hate to be called Scratchy, you know, just certain. Sure. I don't remember this particular
2: Smurf's name, but, and again, it's been 30 something years since I've seen an episode of the Smurfs, but I remember there being like a hedonism Smurf. Like it was just like super into
4: food. <laughs> oh, okay. He was like gourmet Smurf or something.
0: Yeah, I like, uh, yeah, just heeding his Smurf. <laughs> Cali- like- Caligula Smurf. Glutton,
1: is it just like glutton <laughs> yeah. Smurf or? Maybe.
0: Gluttony Smurf? <laughs> Mario Batali? Did he?
1: Did he? right? Who was the winner of whatever award we named that one time of like <laughs> Bacchanalian? It was like someone's Bacchanalian award or something. Did did that Smurf cook too, Pat, or just eat it? Uh, I I still remember
2: he, that was his big thing was he just ate everything and he ha- and he had like that sort of like uh, like Bacchanalia dynasty
1: we uh, could be botch. talking we could be talking about hefty Smurf here. We might we might be talking yeah. about hefty. <laughs>
0: Empty <laughs> was not fat. He was very
1: strong. Strong. Okay, he gotcha.
0: He was like beefy smurf. Um <laughs> so as the winner, TJ, um uh was Chad was in last place. You get Thank to pick you. which one of these two Shad has to list. <laughs> okay. Either according to the uh the the comic book resources, cbr.com, dot the, the coolest fifteen G. I. Joe's. Okay, he's gotta, he's gotta get uh plus or minus Eight of those okay or or um, you can pick either the 19th the year 1961 or the year 1985 and see if he can name six of the top ten cartoons at the time
1: Ooh. Uh, Kunk, is there one you want? hmm which one
3: The one that is um, my entire childhood. G. G. Joe? Joe,
1: okay, great, oh, all and right. and I want to. Uh, I'll since I since I asked him which one he wanted, and he sounds pretty confident. I I think that number should be ten. I think he should go double digits on on GI right. Joe.
0: I agree because it, it, these are the fifteen coolest. It's a subjective rating uh-huh. according to CBR. I will yeah. say, Chad, to be to, a couple caveats here. Number one, these are GI Joes. Right. They are not Cobra. uh uh-huh. Okay? So Whoa! Burn no, w- no City. Don't say Destro. Don't say Cobra <sighs> Commander. And don't okay. say Shadow Storm or Shadow Strike, whatever his name was. Gotcha. Was, Storm was Shadow. A, yeah. Yeah, Storm Shadow. He was a bad guy, and then he became a Joe. Ooh. Don't say him. And number two, I will say, this is not, like, necessarily – uh weird deep cuts. I think this was a fair list. I looked at about six lists of G.I. Joe's. This was yeah. This was the one most consistent with my memory. So with that in mind, let's see how you can do. Can you get 10 and if you don't guess
3: the number one with your first guess, I'm gonna be disappointed. (laughs) All right. Uh number one, big fan of crabs, snake eyes. Yes. Absolutely.
0: The coolest GI Joe without question, right? Like that's like If you a 100 G.I. Joe fans, what's the coolest G.I. Joe? It's like over 50
3: you're going to say Snake Eyes. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then you've got, um,
4: I'm going to say Stalker. He was the Ranger. Stalker is, in fact, wow. in there. Wow. In
3: fact, okay. he was rated rated number eight. Okay. Stalker. Okay, wow. Okay. Roadblock was the Machine Gunner. You know it. He's number three. Roblox. never <laughs> a doubt. Roadblock is going to be in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say the marine was named Gung Ho. Gung
0: Ho, number eleven. Phenomenal. Well done.
4: Phenomenal. He was
0: in like the sailor outfit, as I recall. But uh, yeah, Gung Ho. There you go. Uh,
3: four for four. Doing great so far. Yeah. Uh, there was oh boy digging deep here
1: there was a lady wasn't there
3: yes Oh, multiple. scarlet yeah there we go mm-hmm. is that final answer scarlet oh man you say it like that <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it yeah scarlet, scarlet is number two two right, second, coolest <laughs> gi joe scarlet well done <laughs> Yep. Yeah, okay um I just want to interject
2: for a second and say I was on the show Jeopardy and I was not as invested in an answer as I am right now. (laughs) This is so exciting for me.
3: Oh, gosh. Uh, I know so many, but I don't know if they are the most popular. Wild Bill flew the Dragonfly, which was the helicopter. Is Wild
1: Bill one of them?
0: I'm afraid that Wild Bill is not. Ugh, is
1: Wild is Bill not. on the list outside of the fifteen?
0: I'm sure he was. It, it was a. Uh, okay. a oh, I don't know. Actually, I Can think it I was keep... just their fifteen. You, yeah. Let's see how many yeah. you get. You wins. get three.
1: Okay. 10, you get like three strikes because this is the fact that you're like the fact that you know them. It's not like you're just making yeah. up names. You know that these are GIJs. You just don't know if they've they've landed yeah, on man, the, the subjective the list. list so yeah. My clutch.
0: biggest my biggest hint to you is like go down the middle. But yeah. like the, these yeah. G.I. Joes are, to me, the, these are, you know, ones that featured probably a little bit in the comic book and at the TV show and, yeah. and just very popular Joes here.
3: Leatherneck, is that one? It
0: is one. Uh, he did not make it, which is a little bit okay. of a surprise, frankly. Yeah. Hmm. So you're five for seven. Flash? I don't know Flash. I think was uh, the
3: he the was the laser trooper. <laughs> no, I know the yeah, right. Uh Clutch was the Jeep driver. Is Clutch nope, in there? Nope. Oh what what a great name though wow. Jeep Driver. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love it. Clutch. Nope.
3: Ace was the pilot of the Sky Striker. Is he in there?
0: He is not. He is not. So you went you started hot, cooled off. Damn. Here were the re, here were the remainder. Was
1: Kung, the Okay. Is there someone named Ripcord? Yeah. Ripcord or some shit like that?
0: Yeah. Ripcord, didn't make yeah. It, the, Ripcord no. didn't make it? No, No. the parachuting one did not. Um, Hawk, shoot, hawk, hawk did. Yeah, hawk is in there. Flint, hawk, and Duke. I thought those three—they were kind of like those Mm. would kind of rotate as the somewhat the leader of the Joes. Um, Shipwreck, I love shipwreck. (laughs) Yes, Uh, so I was glad to see him there. Rock yeah. and roll, who I didn't remember, but when I saw it, I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense.
3: Oh, yes, he's the machine gunner. Rock and roll. Roadblock and is roll. a later machine gunner. All right. Damn. There was one
0: called uh, Beachhead. Yes. There was one called Dusty. Mm hmm. The Desert Trooper. Uh, one called Jinx, who I didn't remember, but. Uh, yeah, I don't have a great one. memory of Jinx. And then that's there a was a, a Native American G.I. Joe called Spirit, who uh, yes. I also. Didn't didn't mm. really remember, but that was uh, that was your that was your top fifteen. You did well to get five. Uh, 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 hard hard to do that one without missing because uh, yeah. you know there's probably fifty popular jokes.
3: Could definitely list fifteen GI Joes. Whether they make the popular <laughs> list, I can't control that. Yeah. You know? I just can't believe Sergeant Slaughter didn't make the list. <laughs> oh, or oh, or Fridge. Yeah.
0: Fridge was yeah. a Sergeant big Slaughter, Jennifer. by the way slaughter i would have guessed if it had been me and i would have gotten knocked out early uh pad given that you were on jeopardy i'm gonna make you do this
1: hey uh, just just by the way did the globetrotters ever like shipwreck on gi joe island or anything like that because they ended up on a lot of <laughs> on a lot of cartoons no it, it... i love the crossover <laughs> scooby-doo
0: where they just were constantly hanging out with the globetrotters <laughs> oh man uh
2: pad you get to pick 1961 or 1985 for name that tune top 10 cartoons Oh, man, this is this is a tricky one because, uh, like, 1985 was when I was, like, starting to get in. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was starting to get into cartoons. Uh, so it all blends together. Like, everything from, like, 1940 to, like, 1990 is just cartoons in one big box for me. But I'm going to go with 1965.
0: Okay. 1961. Is, uh, 61. 61. Sorry. Uh, yeah, 61. Uh, fire Away. Um, oh, man. Let's see if you can get – let's see if you can get uh, – I'll give you ten guesses. Let's
2: see if you can get six or more. Oh, man. Uh, I, I would not I would not put money on myself. I'm going to go with the with the three that come off the top of my head. Jetsons, Flintstones, and um, Yogi Bear. Uh, you are three for three. Killer,
1: so killer. Three, for
2: three.
0: So can you get three more in your final seven guesses? All right. Uh, you, hit Gorilla. Number, you hit number six, number seven, and number 10. Uh, Miguel Gorilla is a no-go.
2: Ah, okay. Uh, let see here. I'm... I, I, I want to say Wacky Races, but that was, I think was the 70s. So I don't think that's going to work. Uh, oh man, this is tough. Uh, uh, snorks. No, that was, that would have been 85. Man, <laughs> see, like I said, it's all one big bin for me. That's right.
1: That's right. I think there's a lot
0: of these, I'll give you one hint, which is to say that a lot of these uh, originated prior to the 60s. So it's not like the 10 best that were created in 61, but it was just the most popular at that time. And uh, you've hit, I think, the ones that were originated. So you want to go back in time a little bit. see. Uh, C-Lab
4: 2020.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, no, C-Lab 2020, not in there.
2: Nope. <laughs> uh, oh, man, this, I'm completely blanking. We're, All I can think of is that. Oh, uh, uh, Scooby-Doo. Nope, Scooby Doo. No, I think much later. Not right? in existence.
1: Would yet. would he be wise to to fish in like the old Hanna Barbera pond? Rush? Oh yeah, It'd be
0: very wise,
2: very wise. And the the real embarrassment here is that I basically lived at Universal Studios Florida during uh like my teenage years, <laughs> and I must have I must have been on that motion simulator ride thirty <laughs> times. <laughs> And I cannot get past Fred Flintstone and George Jetson.
1: That's right. Well, that's I, a, the, the one I think you you're looking work. at like Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw McGraw. Uh, it was would Bullwinkle and Rocky be back then too, or is that too late? No, it
0: was um So
1: here's what you had. Uh Tom and Jerry. Ah, uh-huh. ah.
0: Woody Woody Woodpecker. Oh, that was a gimmick. Oh, a
1: Walter Lance production, you know?
0: Yeah. Bugs Bunny, the show, Uh-oh. Heckle and Jekyll, Popeye the Sailor
1: Man. Oh, look at that!
0: The Peanuts, huh? And then something I've never heard of called Rough and Rowdy or Rough and Ready. I can't even read <laughs> that right. Uh, sounds like <laughs> never, that's never heard of that.
1: That was <laughs> like two dogs. that was kind of a leather sex thing. That was yeah. that was pretty much <laughs> ahead of its time. It was it was pretty yeah. good.
2: Yeah. We're all the, uh, yeah, the terrible audience. Yeah, Heckle and Jekyll. i would never seen like on TV because I think by the time I was like into cartoons, yeah, uh, it was were, pretty well established uh, that we're not going to hear these anymore. Yeah, but luckily for me, my mom had uh, uh, eight millimeter silent film reels <laughs> <laughs> Heckle and Jekyll, so I got to see captioned Heckle and Jekyll on like a little handheld projector when I was like seven years captioned. old.
1: Caption. Oh, wow. I <laughs> will right, well, thank
2: wow.
0: you all for playing. Name that
1: tune. <laughs> Well, uh nice. I'm I'm gonna hold off on of mine that's that's kinda close to that and give you I, I try and like I say this all the time, I try and come up with one that's a little more like eh, conversational or who knows what. So let's let's try this one. Here's the situation, gentlemen. A blintz is a filled pancake associated with Jewish heritage. The Russians would call a similar dish a bliny, I think it's pronounced that way. The French would do it, uh do it with crepes would be would be their way. Of uh, of serving the same kind of dish, it put me in mind of how important each of your ethnic heritages are to you. So, for people who don't know you, Pad, your name is Padraig Connolly. It's a very very. It's not even like the Americanized Patrick, right? It's it's the the Celtic Gaelic kind of form of it. And Shad, you you have an unusual first and last name, Shad Kunkel, or it's unusual to me. But I associate you yeah. with kind of like Middle America, down the middle, Iowa. You know, like. Maybe it's German, but I don't know. So my question German, for... we don't know it. Okay, great. So my yeah. question for each of you, you know, individually, and Rush can chip in here too, is what part does your nationality or ethnicity play in your life? Or how do you think, if at all, it defines you in your own mind? Do you associate with uh, 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 an ethnicity? And then there does it like... I, I'm half Irish, half Polish, so like for John Paul II was kind of a big deal for, for one half of my family. Like they had a little, a little, you know, like bust of John Paul II because it was a big deal to have a Polish, a Polish Pope. But also if I hear someone's Irish or this is like Irish food, or this is an Irish horse in the Kentucky Derby, I'm probably going to root for him just because I have, you know, some Irish lineage. So um, for you guys, how much does your ethnicity play a part if at all in your, in your life? I think Pat is offering the, the, the start oh, to yes. you, Shakrunk.
3: Oh, want well, to start with me. Sure. Uh, pads is far more interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to say that almost, almost zero to a point that like, it's about the only thing I ever do is I'm reminded of my heritage and then I apologize for it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so bland, um, that, uh, you know, we have German heritage uh, going way back. Um, I'm one sixty fourth Native American, but it's not enough to like bring up and talk about. Um, and <laughs> certainly hasn't found its way culturally into my world in any way, where, shape, or form. Kunk, where
1: does that place it? You had a a, a Native a Native American yeah. as like a great great grandparent yeah, my, or like
3: great 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 grandfather oh was my six gosh. foot six seneca indian named leroy no kidding yes and had long black braided hair this is what i've found from my my relatives who've told me uh and um not entirely sure what his story is or anything about it um but again I, my heritage the closest thing i have is like iowa yeah which is you know when i moved to chicago i experienced um you know, so much more culture, so many people saying, well, we're the, this community and we're that community. And where I was, we just had one of everything and uh, everybody, nobody really, you know, there was like one Jewish family and they, they introduced us to the Jewish culture. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, there was one black family. There was, it was just such a small community that we we didn't really diversify that way as much and then when you come to chicago it was it's been such you know it's people hang on to their culture so much it's just something i'm unfamiliar with so
1: i hear you i hear you when i when I, I i am probably as much in my head like my my ethnicity is new englander in in a way yeah. too like as far as like you know when you come here from somewhere else it's you know hey you're the Red Sox fan. You're the, you know, you're the guy who, you know, grew up in Boston or whatever. The, the people just assume you did, you know, like grew up in Boston if you're from Massachusetts. But yeah. How about you, Patty? Uh,
2: for me, it's, it's been kind of a nice thing my whole life to sort of hang my hat on because I I, uh, I was born and grew up in Daytona Beach, Florida, where the entire like culture that's offered there is the Speedway. Uh, <laughs> and that's not to say that Florida doesn't have a culture. Like we've got St. Augustine, we've got Miami, we've got lots of cool stuff, but like kind of where I grew up uh it was like well i don't we don't really have music we don't really have like poetry or movies or books that come that come from here and so like the, that that familial route like going back you know just a couple generations uh was sort of like an anchor of like oh this is where i come from uh-huh uh like, like even before like i was like i, I think i visited once when i was like six or maybe 10 years old uh i had been to ireland but even like as a as a teenager it was always kind of like oh that's my home. Like I live in Florida, but that's where my family home
1: is. Is it the type of thing, do you know where the Connellys are from? Do you go to like, oh, we go to Dingle or we go to County Kerry because that's where the, the Connellys, you know, trace back to or that kind of thing or? uh Weirdly, the
2: Connelly, like my last name is Connelly and that's from my dad's, uh that's my my grandfather, on my dad's side. And I have no idea where that uh, branch okay. of the family, like <laughs> where that particular path leads off to. uh, Other than, uh, uh, he's like a half nephew, whatever that term. I don't know where, where that lands in the family tree of uh, of Patrick Pierce, who I'm named after.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. And, so,
2: and there, you can like so. There's like a visitor center you can go visit near Galway, where uh, where his house, uh, the house he grew up in, was.
1: Very cool. And so, do you trace your your? Is your mom also uh, an Irish uh, of Irish descent, or?
2: Yes, uh, actually, that was my parents' honeymoon. They, my uh, my mom had this picture of uh, of her grandmother. Uh, standing in front of the house that she was born in and left uh, when they came over in the uh, uh, early 1900s. And so that was their honeymoon was they went to try to find that house. They could get the same picture.
1: Oh, very Uh, cool.
2: And uh, the only problem was they had the name of the town, but in Ireland, when they did like the survey to name all the towns, it was just some British guy going, what's this place called? And they'd be like, Oh, that's Dublin. (laughs) But that just means Blackpool. That's just Irish (laughs) words for like black pond. (laughs) So, so like, it's like, what's, what's this place called? And it was like, it was like, you know, small hill or something. So it's like, great. We have to go to all 70 towns that have the same name
3: and look for a house in black and white.
2: That's similar to this one.
1: Mr. They found I, it? Oh, go ahead. Son. Sorry. I,
3: I will say this. I, I got to go to Ireland for like a week and pad was my rick steves it was amazing (laughs) i mentioned i was going and he sent me a three page email and i followed it to the letter and my wife was like where are we going i was like i don't know pad says there's a castle up here and we should just go have lunch there and sure enough every time it was a complete win
1: it's like Um, uh ron swanson following leslie nope's book in uh in uh parks and rec (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs)
0: Yeah. What are you, uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but I am very interested in that. Uh, what, if, if you're getting ready to go travel, what, what are a couple of recommendations that, that you really want to get like that you think are like the most helpful things for you as you're, as you're plotting out a trip?
2: Uh, I know for me, like the first thing I always want to know is either what's the restaurant or what's like the restaurant area to go to. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and not necessarily like like if you come to Chicago again, we're we're so, sort of this melting pot. But it's like if I'm going to, to you know France or Canada or just somewhere I've never been, it's like what typifies the eating experience in that region.
0: I, I that that's, that was what came to mind for me because I, I can think of like s- some random trips you know that that spring up last minute, maybe it was a work thing or something, and I'm like, hey, has anybody been to Vancouver? You know, and then I'm like, can you just give me like five restaurants and I'll see if I can get a reservation at two of them for the two nights I'm there. And it makes a huge difference. If you end up going, I found that like sometimes my entire travel is, is what I think of a town is is uh, largely based on how well I enjoyed my like two dinners there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For for me it's like where what's a great place to go walking around, where I can just look at stuff and and be occupied. And like cuz also that neighborhood probably has a coffee shop or a bakery in it too. It's one of the reasons I love um Charleston and Savannah is like you can walk just about anywhere in Savannah and it's going to be interesting to look at the 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 architecture, the buildings is going to be you know, things to see or just big old, big old trees and beautiful parks and that kind of stuff. And so if you can point me in that direction, then, then I'll be, I'll be pretty, pretty happy.
3: Yeah. That's one of the reasons I even got into coffee. And I know rush that is absolutely not your, your jam, but when I was, when I was, uh, when you went to Europe, the first thing you're doing is getting over the jet lag. So you're like, ah, just give me something to keep me awake. So you start drinking espresso and you start walking around and then you're like, Then you come back and you're trying to recreate that experience. So before pandemic, I was flying all over the country all the time. And I always had my favorite coffee places in every city that I would go to. And they were so different. Even in Indianapolis, there's a place that's run by a community of ladies who call themselves witches, uh, and they—it's not at all witches. There, it's just obviously a, a group that does some fundraising and stuff. But you go to this like really remote place that's over by a steel yard, or you go, uh, you know, in San Francisco to some place that's pretty risque, but they sell coffee. You know, uh, I just feel like that's part of the reason I'm into the coffee is that addiction to travel.
1: I don't know if you ever had coffee in Vienna, but that's a hot cup of go fuck yourself right there. That, that is is some mean Java, man. Like (laughs) that punishes you for even asking that that, it's it's, that is, that is rough stuff. Yeah. Well, that was all I had on that one rush. Great.
0: All right, gentlemen, uh, here's the situation. You have recently been uh, hired to act as a life insurance underwriter uh, for fictional movie characters,
4: okay? (laughs) Um,
0: And for usually, like, for stereotyped characters. And uh, you end up taking the job, and you do it for several years, and then along come me, ten years after – after you guys have have been hired and started and gone, I think I said recently, I didn't mean that. So you you do it for 10 years. You now really know the ropes. Um, I come in on on day one, I'm like, look, uh, I know not to uh, write an insurance policy for a a cop who's just one month to retirement,
2: right? Mm -hmm. I know
0: we can't, there's no amount of premium that's gonna be worth writing that policy. And you guys are like, yep, that's exactly right. But by the way, here's the list, which I want you guys to work out here, uh, all three of you, Uh, the list of, you know, top 10 that we just can't, we just can't underwrite. Uh, The absolute uh, folks that are in the most danger. And the the reason that this one came to mind for me is that Richard Donner uh, has directed several movies, Superman, uh, probably most famously, The Omen, maybe right there. But uh, he also did Lethal Weapon. And lethal weapon to me is the quintessential. Like I'm getting too old for this. You know, I just, I just, I'm going to retire in a week, and then it's just all sorts of trouble for Danny Glover from there. Now he does survive, so they should have done the policy for him. Uh, But with that in mind, um, what do you guys think? Are some examples of the types of characters that
2: that this company should not be underwriting? Yeah, and there's one, there's one that's just a gimme. uh, Yeah, which is yeah, Chad. If you want to take this, I think we're thinking of the The villains
4: oh (laughs) any
3: story i mean people need closure and every closure to any movie is the bad guy gets it in the end right so it's a long wait so you'll collect except
1: in horror except except in horror franchises Mm
3: -hmm. true yeah then you got it
1: then they do have a very and and also in those movies you do have a few people you don't want to in, in well, underwrite insurance for <laughs>
3: there's a lot of insurance fraud there because those guys die and come back constantly
1: oh
4: yeah
3: so you know like jason collects and then comes back you know every year it's that's we how do you track that guy down yeah um i do think the villain in like
0: a um, superhero movie especially if it's a big name actor who you know doesn't want to sign on for like <laughs> Two to three movies. Yeah, you, that yeah. person's not going to make it through.
1: Absolutely, it's what like. I mean, I a, who'd you say? Right? Was it was Willem Dafoe who won't who won't do. That's right. So you know he it's going to. He
4: won't play the same. He won't play the same character more than four
1: times. So Willem Dafoe in his third <laughs> in his third film. Don't underwrite. Don't don't write insurance on that guy. That's right. that's a great one. Will, Willem Dafoe's fourth <laughs> film. You're out
0: of your mind. He's dead.
2: Yeah. He's dead, or the world blows up. <laughs> There's no sequel coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well admit, i I was not thinking the build of the movie, but uh TJ, I think you and I are probably thinking of the same thing. Right? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, uh I was gonna say the uh uh anyone wearing uh like a, a, a tightly fitted yeah. red uniform shirt. Yeah. <laughs> in the Star Trek franchise. <laughs> in Star Trek in particular. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, if, if there's an insignia on the uh on the left uh, breast pocket and yeah, uh, yeah long sleeve yeah. red shirt, no way.
1: Like, uh, I would also wouldn't underwrite like a super, like, and especially in the, in the horror genre, very good looking girl who doesn't seem like a great actress. Yeah, that's a
3: trick. That for sure. And
1: at least for a while, anyone of any ethnicity in a horror film. Uh, that they were yeah. going to get it at some. They were gonna, the like the black friend was going to get killed at some point in, yeah, uh, in horror sure. franchise. I would
3: say anyone who has information that is critical to the plot mm. is doomed <laughs> to be killed
4: mm-hmm. for the
3: sake of covering it up. So yeah.
1: the certainly anyone
0: that has information that could solve the mm-hmm. movie in the first half hour, that yeah. person, that person's dead.
3: Yeah, I would also say any action hero who is stepping up their game to either a more dramatic film or, um, uh, anytime, like I am thinking of Steven Seagal in executive, was a decision where like, you know, spoilers, but, uh, you get, you're like, Oh, Seagal's in this. Okay. You know, he's done about 30 bad movies, but yeah, he's, let, he's maybe he'll a curveball, Right. <laughs> And then the first thing he does is he says, "This is on you." And the plane rips away, and you're like, "Whoa! There goes Steven Seagal, <laughs> right?" Uh, or the shark movie, which uh, featured—and of course, this guy doesn't struggle for work, but um, um, who am I thinking of? Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson, of course. Like you know, doing the speech. The new trend is to surprise us with that. So whereas we used to be, there were some consistent people we avoided. Now we put our money in a franchise guy, but that guy gets it in the first episode. Um, right. that kind of changed with some things that have come out recently where they start knocking people off unexpected game of Thrones did it. Right. And, yeah. uh, the other guys was great where they have like the rock Johnson and whoever,
0: and they, just, <laughs> right. they eat it in like the first 10 minutes. Yeah. That's great. Um, Speaking of horror movies, one one that I had on my list to ask you guys about is the uh, nerdy seventh wheel in a, in a teen <laughs> horror movie, like where there's three couples and then there's that one guy who's you know doesn't have a girlfriend and he's uh, always has like a lot of information. You know, he, he seems to never make it.
1: Yeah, no, he you, never does. You can At insure start, him for a half an hour. Oh yeah, you know because he's he's, he's not out first that that, but he might yeah. be out fourth. You know, like so you you can insure him for a little lo- for a little bit. Pat, you you were sitting on one. Did you have one?
2: Oh, uh, I was gonna say this one's a little bit tricky because this one's not apparent when that person walks in. But if a uh, a guy who's like in his like mid mid to late teens uh, with sort of a wistful look walks in, you can get him a policy. But if he started <laughs> just recently dating a girl who plays ukulele, do not give her a policy.
0: Yeah. Oh, she's in trouble.
2: <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's okay.
3: a here's a new place that people won't follow us, but we'll also insure animals. Um, and (laughs) very rarely, uh, will I avoid, I mean, I will almost always ensure a cat Mm -hmm. or an animal that's lovable, um, in like, you know, alien, she goes back for it. We've got that animal's going to make it that animals, you know, even, you know, watching the, the Mandalorian recently, you know, there's a big worm that ate and you're like, oh, that mammoth is going to get it. Nope. Nope, that mammoth made it, and like that's a big thing. People don't people get mad when animals die, unless yeah. the point is to remind us that animals die and we should be more careful. If it's so, a titular
0: animal, yeah. I feel like I, I, that one is a little less safe. Yeah, uh, you
1: yes. get the old
0: the old Yeller situation. Jaws.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, you know, they, they're going <laughs> to tug at your heartstrings at the end by by killing off this. Yeah.
3: Head. Yeah, Or a comedy animal in a comedy doesn't have a chance either. They're <laughs> oh, kill
4: that off. If
3: a historical <laughs> yeah. president walks in, do not insure them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I, that, there we go. I wouldn't kind of know when they're doing biographies and autobiographies, you know, if we can insure them. I, I just also You're doing w- Lincoln?
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't take the chance on ship captains. I just wouldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I wouldn't yeah. do it, you know, yeah.
0: Oh, what about man, a uh like a mentor thief hel- helping out for on one last job?
3: Oh, it's going to go bad. Um
1: probably. I it, mean I mean they're right in that it is their last job usually. Yeah. It, it, they but, they yeah. they really don't get a chance to have to do many other jobs after after yeah. that that job.
3: Also uh for sure the um moderately attractive friend of an attractive girl is going, especially if she's smart, is not going to have a chance. Yeah. Uh, They are going to be the one that inspires the lead to move on. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I'm thinking Stranger Things, of course, that uh, in the first season she had a friend. If if
1: it's, if it's not, if it's not the star, I would also have a sliding actuary scale of the more cocky they are, the less insurable. You know, I I would, I would, the more certain they are, they're going to live. I would not insure them. Oh, the
3: business guy (laughs) never has a chance. Oh, yeah. The (laughs) the business guy is, is a goner every time. Oh, right.
1: Like diehard. he's like, like, like,
3: yeah. Like diehard where he's like, all right, we're going to take
4: this situation to the next level. Yeah. Uh, He tries
0: to negotiate. What's his name? Elliot? Or, uh,
3: or no, uh, I think it is Elliot or, uh, uh, he doesn't know what kind of man you are, uh, but I do.
1: That's also, that also goes along with the guy who does Coke, the white collar guy who does okay. Coke. He's <laughs> yeah. going to die. He's he's yes. going to die.
3: <laughs> and any negotiator for that matter. Very rarely, if we
1: could negotiate it, wouldn't we have a move about think, it? Rush, I think this is easier if we Bellis. like, we decide Bellis. who we Bellis. will insure. <laughs> I th- I think I'm this sorry. actually I think this actually goes shorter if we decide who we <laughs> will insure. I think yeah. is
0: <laughs> Tom Cruise almost always makes it
1: Charles yeah. Bronson. Yeah. You can insure the shit out of Charles Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyone yeah. that
0: gets shot at more than a thousand times in a script
3: right. is uh, yeah. very sick. Yeah. yeah. John Wick's gonna make it.
1: Although yeah. although like John Wick's dog you do not want to insure
3: no (laughs) no animals Mm -hmm. of john wick are gonna have a hard time although i would say yeah having seen a few flicks
1: anyone other than the star in the first 15 minutes of a revenge movie you cannot insure. you cannot insure them man woman child animal doesn't matter anyone who's close to that person in the first yeah first 15 to 20 minutes
3: and anyone who doesn't have a name who stands next to the villain as part of their posse (laughs) is a goner. And, any scientist who has invented something
2: <laughs> that's going to make the world
3: oh. a lot better oh. or a lot worse—if yeah. they, if
2: they, if they've just like come up with like you know a new paint color—they're fine. Right. But if it's like a robot that's <laughs> right. going to save and or destroy it's,
1: the city, yeah. they're done for. Also, a scientist who is the only one who's certain that what he's doing is the right thing to do—the yeah. <laughs> <one>, yep. <laughs> kind sure. of guy who says they thought I was mad—that that that, that yeah. guy you don't yeah you don't want to you don't want to back that guy
4: no
3: no <laughs> oh boy i All want right, this well, job this has been
0: this has been very helpful <laughs> right. I, I feel like i've learned i'm not going to make some of these big mistakes that other other rookies on the job have made and, uh, <laughs> you know and, that'll be great so uh, i immediately go out and uh, and and start underwriting so thank you guys.
4: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah don't be too you inspired can... with your first
3: week on the job <laughs> yeah
2: insurance <laughs> yeah. took you
3: under our wing and sure, Ewoks. I mean, those guys had a giant battle.
4: Only one of them died. That's you yeah, that's great. To see those yeah. cute things go down.
3: Anything cute. Oh, you can I just much. wrote a big policy on one of these Death Stars. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! That is not going to work out. Oh boy!
0: Yeah, oh. Only seventy trillion is what it costs oh. to put that Death Star together. So
1: <laughs> Me, we've, insured,
3: we've insured him in full. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bad one.
4: That,
1: that
3: thing never had a
1: that policy is a trap. Blown up. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys. Here's here's the situation, and this might this hopefully is not too too similar to uh, to what Rush did the first time. But Rush and I like to gamble, and I have been to casinos or played cards with both of you, both of you gentlemen. And so I wanted to find a way for you guys to gamble based on Richard Donner prop bets and trivia. So this has all to do with. Richard Donner-based... This reminds me of Richie Rich Tallarico, a uh, fellow I played with at, at Second City, he used to have this uh, scene he wanted to do called Robards, and it was just a game show that always and only had questions about Jason Robards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was mostly so he could get to say, let's play Robards. So <laughs> this is... A, a, TJ, a, a, yeah. <laughs>
0: have we talked on this podcast before? The, the idea... Uh, many of my friends have had many great ideas that, that didn't somehow get made into TV shows, even though they were they were looked at by studios or whatever. But the one that has always surprised me, I think most of all, was I think it was Tellerico and Shortall were pitching what was called the game show show, oh. and all it was is they would come and do three fake game shows from three different decades, and it would be like it would be like Best of SNL type thing where you're just doing you know three parodies of of game shows and they would fit to different decades and just go bananas and I was like that is can't miss that like should be I would done. watch that uh. every time and like Robards could have been on there you know no problem uh, but it, it never got any traction that doesn't make sense that
1: should absolutely be, be being done somewhere
0: also with those guys writing yeah. are you kidding me and, and, and
1: there's like eight different channels that would work on you could do it on yeah. like comedy channels you could do it on the game show network you could do it you could do it in so many different places that would be phenomenal hell
0: make some of them real
1: game show. Yeah. Why not? So gentlemen, I have five questions for you and a couple of them will be bids. Some of them will just be straight up closest wins. So this first one is just a closest wins. Uh, Rush gave you a little, a little, if you don't know who Richard Donner was, he gave you a little bit of background earlier on, on kind of the realm that Mr. Donner plays in, but what year is Richard Donner's first directing credit it's a television credit but what year and this is simply a closest wins i don't say close without going over any of that bullshit closest wins on this what year is his first directing credit Conk. i'm locked in all right all right yeah that that's that's perfect once you're all locked in you can go ahead I mean, and I, let me I'm know i'm just
3: picking a number out of air I, yeah okay
1: go ahead What's the what, what year do you
3: have? Uh, I'll say. Um, 72. OK. Ooh.
1: Rush, you were locked in. What do you have?
3: I was locked in
0: 1971. And the basis oh. for that was I think his first uh, film credit was 76. OK, So I'm guessing that he would have done some TV before that.
1: Great. Pad, when's your when's your first one? Where, where, I'm sorry. <laughs> when do you what year do you have?
2: Uh, going by Rush's logic, I uh, started. I wrote 1970, then I crossed out the zero and wrote in a one for 1971 as well. Wow! Uh, but so I'll you know what? I'll roll back to my original answer, 1970. And well, that yeah, would, of course, because you feel great. <laughs> that I would, would and, and Rush, you were in a tight spot,
1: I Pat. That would fun. deliver you the win. Richard Donner's oh. first directing credit is actually 1960. 1960, wow. 1960. Wow. he did a bunch of TV. Um, so here's the same kind of bidding thing. I can't believe I had named that tune in reverse. So this number will get higher if you want it to. Um, who has seen the most TV shows that Richard Donner has directed at least one episode of? And he did a, he did a lot of them. So if you watch a lot of old television, my guess is you've seen, you've seen a few of those. So who would like to, uh, we'll start the bidding with pad. How many, uh, TV shows, have you seen that you think Richard Donner directed at least one episode of? Uh, not being able to
2: name a single one of those shows off the top of my head, uh-huh. I'm still going to guess three.
1: I like it. All right, Conk, we'll go, yeah, we'll go counterclock for no I mean, good reason. <laughs>
3: I'm familiar with some stuff he did with movies, but the TV shows, I'm just trying to think of things that have cowboy hats because that's what I feel <laughs> like probably was there. I would say, I don't know. One or two while at my grandma's
1: house. Okay, so you're gonna be under pads. So pad, yeah, pad, under. rush. Do you want to try and get higher than than pad at three? Well, I'm
0: not gonna be able to name any. No,
1: nope, I'll uh, name them. You just have to tell me honestly whether I, I, you've I seen get, them. Or I got now.
0: it. I, I got it. But I'm I'm saying similar to pad. I wouldn't name be able to name one, but I I bet I've seen more than three. I'll, I'll throw out. I, I want to move this along. I, I think I've seen at least six. Okay, an episode of at least six shows Kunk, that Richard Donner had to, did, did some work on. Kunk
1: is out. Pad, do you want to go higher than? Do you want to go higher than six?
2: Mm, uh, you know what? It's it's pride on the line. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go for seven. All was, right, was, I'm just going to do it. Whew. I you know nineteen
0: look the guy <laughs> to my understanding directed his for I, I this could definitely be wrong maybe it just was listing some famous movies but my understanding is his first directing credit is 1976 for a film could be wrong but if that's true that means he did 16 years of TV I'm gonna say eight
1: eight wow okay right. this is
2: eight different shows eight different, different shows titles. Yep. okay yeah I'm uh, I I I don't think I can go richer than that okay. <sighs> I was done. I was done at eight. Here we
1: yeah. go. Are you ready, Rush? I'll, I'll fly yes. through the, the early ones because I don't think we've ever, anyone's ever seen these. Um, but we'll see if we can get eight. The uh, Zane Grey Theater, the June Allison Show, the Loretta Young Show, Wanted Dead or Alive. Any of those? No. Route 66, The Tall Man, Wagon Train, or The Detectives?
0: Yes, on Route 66.
1: Excellent. How about The Rifleman? Uh yeah. Of course. All right. How about "Have Gun Will Travel"? Nope. The TV show called "Combat."
0: Uh, not that I can recall. Can't I'm claim that one.
1: Confident you'll get two of the next three. How about "The Twilight Zone"? Yeah. Man from U.N.C.L.E. Yes. Gilligan's Island.
4: Oh yeah. Oh.
1: Perry Mason. No.
4: Yeah, six. That's six, baby.
0: All
1: right. The Trial of O'Brien or Twelve O'clock High.
0: Oh. Uh, definitely not the Trial of O'Brien. Twelve o'clock high.
1: I don't think you're going to need it. If you if you're not sure, I don't think you're going to need it.
0: Okay, I, I I'm not sure.
1: How about Get Smart? Yes. The FBI or the Fugitive?
0: Uh, yeah, sure, the Fugitive.
1: The Wild Wild West.
0: No, not that I remember.
1: Jericho. Uh,
0: I I don't I don't think so. Probably the, two minutes of it.
1: The Banana Splits. Not that I recall. All right, here's the. This is, I think, another little desert. The interns, Sarge, Bearcats, The Sixth Sense, or Banyan. Banyan's
0: the only one that even rings a bell, but I'm gonna say no.
1: How about Ironsides?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Streets That's of nine, San Baby. Cannon Streets of San Francisco.
0: Streets of San Francisco, yes. Kojak, yes.
1: How about Tales from the Crypt?
0: Uh, unfortunately, yes. There you uh, go. Which. Scarred me. And, I have a terrible fear of cockroaches, by the way. And and in one of the Tales from the Crypt movies, not the uh, TV show, they had uh, this, this cockroach thing that really ruined my life. Oh, that's Tales from the Dark Side.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, okay. yes that okay. freaked me out, too. That yeah. Tales from oh, the Dark absolutely. Side. Yeah. And then when oh. the, the beginning went to, like, black and white, just the red letters from, yeah. Um, and Rush, just to be a completionist on it, ever seen a, sh- a show either called Petrocelli or Bronk? No. Okay, but I think according to my count, you got twelve of those, Rush. Okay, and there's probably two where I I, I was wrong since
0: I I mistook Tales from the Crypt for Tales from the Dark Side, but I do think definitely got eight, definitely got eight. Without a doubt, I had nine.
1: <laughs> did yeah, you really? I
2: had so many more than I thought I did.
1: All right, here's another. I, I, oh, sorry. Go I, ahead, Pat.
2: I do have to back up, Richard Donner. Directed an episode or more, ep- or episodes of the Banana Splits. Yes. The, sit- the is that it like a, a sit-in Marty Croft?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. he did he did it according to IMDb. He did he did do that. <laughs>
0: we went through we went through some interesting <laughs> genre. Business. Yeah, right. I thought it was going to be a bunch of like Bonanza uh, type stuff. Yeah. And and uh, you know then we got
1: Gilligan's we, Island, Perry Mason, and you know, Gilligan's like Gilligan's Island and Perry Mason back to back on the list. that was
0: that was his hot zone in terms of me watching all
1: right right. there's another closest uh it's another year the year of richard donner's most recent directing credit and this is for a film if that makes any difference tell me when you're locked in on his the year of his most recent directing credit i'm not sure if the man's alive or dead or if he did die when or what have you so I'm locked in. All right, Rush. Why don't you start this time? Or no, I'm sorry, Pad. You went last last time. How about Pad, Rush, and then Kunk? Okay, uh, I locked
2: in at 2003.
1: All right, 2003,
3: Rush. Uh, I went much later. Probably wrong. I went 2012.
1: All right, and Kunk. At
3: 2012 as well. Do I got to move off that
1: number? It will not matter because it's 2006, and that will be that uh, will be Pad the closest there. Nice. So. Pat's got two. Rush has one. Kunk is not on the board, but might get there here. It's that Name That Tune style again. Who can name the most Richard Donner directed films? Rush gave you three uh, earlier if you were paying paying attention. And he might have a little leg up on this because, you know, obviously we both were getting ready for this episode. But who thinks they can name the most Richard Donner directed films? Why don't we start with kunk how many do you think
3: oh boy um i could name probably f- five
1: okay rush do you want to go higher than
0: that um i honestly don't
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: it. you want it to just see-
4: uh,
2: tag this, this pad get to beat that Pat? Well, Rush, you already listed uh, three earlier, and I can remember two of those. So no, I am absolutely not going to try to beat five. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Oh man. Shakrunk, you're he on the is hook. He alive,
2: by the way. He's 90 years old and alive. I did read
0: that. Hey, all right for this one. That's what that informed my 2012, but it turned out to be wrong.
1: Shakrunkel, five.
3: Uh, all right. Lethal weapon. Yes, sir. Lethal weapon two. Yes, sir. Oh. Lethal weapon
1: three. Yes, sir. Maverick. Yes. Wow. And and one more. And Rush named two of them earlier.
3: And <laughs> I wasn't listening. God bless it. Uh what did he name earlier? Oh wait, Richard. uh we've been talking about Die Hard, but he didn't do Die Hard. He right? did not. No. Um. Oh, he was talking about him earlier, and I've I've. No,
2: nope. I can't. I don't know if, if Shad's going to remember this one, but I I do know he's going to be furious. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I mean, John John
0: McTiernan for Die Hard guys, gotta I, you gotta know that a great <laughs> the greatest action yeah. movie
3: of all time.
1: Are you are should you out? I, are no you debate, out? Kong? No
3: debate. I can't. I'm I'm blanking.
1: Ah, I can't remember even what we just talked about. Well, you should have walked it up just one more if you wanted to. Lethal Weapon four. You would have gotten. Oh. <laughs> you would have gotten it. <laughs> It was a four. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, God bless it. You could have given me Superman, Superman two.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Goonies. Yeah. Uh, Lady Hawk, Scrooge. I'm trying to think Lady of the other big that was my ones. Favorite. Radio Flyers. The Omen was the other one that Rush had mentioned. Oh, terrifying, um, and scary. And then there's a couple other inside the moves. The Toy Assassins conspiracy theory his last one was something called 16 blocks was his last one oh, and the one oh, before yeah. that was called timeline but uh those would those would have all uh all ranked oh. here's the last one um pad can only be caught by rush um and you all get to guess on this one so kunk you can get on the board for pride oh, who can name the three highest rated movies of donners according to rotten tomatoes so I've given you a list of a bunch of those movies. I will tell you the 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 movies are on have been named now. There's nothing that he directed that um would not is not one of these top three. But of those movies, what are the three highest rated as far as Rotten Tomatoes goes? Why don't we start with mm. you, Pad?
2: Uh I uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, just the first thing that comes to mind, which is gonna be Superman, The oh. Omen, and Lethal Weapon. Okay. The three obvious ones. Rush. Uh, now,
0: as you know, there is a Howell theory as to movie trilogies. Yep. And in my view, Lethal Weapon is a two-one-three. Okay. I'm not sure whether I kind of remember people thinking superman 2 was better than superman as well but that could be totally wrong i don't remember what people think on that one so i'm gonna say the omen okay uh after all it got his career can't say it made his career i mean he had done all these tv shows i had seen uh i'm gonna say lethal weapon 2 okay uh which is a phenomenal film my favorite of the lethal weapons and uh haven't seen it in thirty years. Might be terrible, but uh, my recollection isn't quite good. And uh, what did we say? Maverick? That was interesting. Um yeah. Give me uh so so I'm only gonna be different from Penn. I'm gonna say Lethal the Weapon Two is better than Lead the Weapon, even though that's a stupid thing to say. But oh, it God. is true. Uh, I feel like we're sleeping. And I'm this.
1: sorry, what was your third Lead the Weapon Two? Omen and Did you say you were gonna go Maverick or?
0: No, no, I'm going uh, Superman there. Okay, great. I should go Goonies, frankly, but I yeah. think Goonies was probably not a critical darling at the time. But,
1: um. Kunk, what do you think? Uh,
3: I'm going to do Goonies. Okay. I'm nice. going right. to do... Uh, I I do think Lethal Weapon 2 is on the list over Lethal Weapon 1, although I personally prefer Lethal Weapon 1, just, okay. as, just my call. Goonies. Uh, I like the character development. And I'm going to go with... Superman
1: 2. Okay. I will tell you, Shad, you have one of them, correct? Pad, you have two of them, correct? Rush got all three right. It was oh, Lethal Weapon baby. 2. It? it was Lethal Weapon 2 at 82%. The Omen at 86%. Superman at 96%. Uh-uh. How about that? How about
4: that? I got three
0: for three. That is. <laughs> that
1: was using oh, the Howl. Using the Howell theory of movies for Lethal Weapon, but all uh, the other, the original, the first Howell theory for Superman, the corollary. The a one, three, two. Yep. Superman's a one three two situation. There, Lethal
0: Weapons two one three. Rotten Tomatoes go right. Thank you, Rotten Tomatoes. Well played, well played. And and I wonder what the Goonies number is because uh, that was the one that uh, if I had a, if I had to pick a fourth to knock out. Uh, lethal weapon too would have been the goonies but anyway
1: nicely nicely fun. nicely played well done you guys
0: okay all right so uh here's the situation hey everybody it's <laughs> nick delicious we're back here <laughs> in covid times with uh exciting uh, food draft i'm right here with uh the best color commentary man <laughs> in the business tj Jagodowski. but we're doing something a little special this time tj that we're here for the uh the uh, ethnic dishes food draft, always one of the most controversial and exciting uh, food drafts of the year because it's such a broad category. I right? can't like wait. Somebody, I've heard people say, what what constitutes ethnic food? It's almost everything but hamburgers. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, yep. it is a wide open field. <laughs> uh, you, you take your Mexican cuisine. You take your Italian cuisine. You take your Greek cuisine. You take your Thai, your Chinese, your Japanese, what have you. You pick your favorite dishes across all of them. And as always, if you've never heard one of our drafts before, uh, we're drafted four rounds. But for some reason, only two of them are covered uh, with this live draft. And uh, these four foods are the only ethnic foods that these fine contestants are allowed to eat for the rest of their lives. So they got to not only pick some good ones, they got to get some good balance between their picks and so forth. But you know what, uh, TJ, we're hearing COVID and we're trying to be responsible. And so rather than have a bunch of food brought up to a table, we're, we're – We've got two of our contestants that mm-hmm. we're going to get to hear them play live, and that's Pat Cotterley and Shad
1: Cuckle. So exciting!
0: That...
1: So exciting. Uh, we we've we rarely have we rarely have live picks, uh, and we've never certainly never had two live picks. Um, I'm I'm absolutely just thrilled, and it's wonderful to see you again, Nick. I love I love the food draft. It's great to be back, and I can't wait to see the picks come off the board today
0: absolutely and, and this is sponsored by Blinzes. sponsored <laughs> by the food blitzes which uh people would hope might get drafted it never does i've done uh, about 15 <laughs> of these i've never once seen blitzes if, go in the top four rounds maybe today's the day probably if, not
1: if so you're tired if, a sponsor. if you're tired of crepes and you don't want any more blinies, then grab yourself a blitz
0: Oh, that's he used to be in advertising <laughs> before he uh, he took the the small pay cut to do what he's uh, <laughs> born to do. That's come out color calitate these food drafts, and I got to tell you, TJ, it's very exciting. We've already had the first pick is uh, is 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 already been made.
1: Nick, and, Nick, uh, can I can I prematurely give a give a quick around the world here because I I think you and I might be of similar thought on on some of this. I you know because I always I play along at home I. Kind of think of what my picks would be. I don't know if I'd get out of Italy, Nick. You know, I, I think we could happily go, go around Italy for, for a while, but it feels to me like this is kind of, you go to Italy, you, you, you pop down to Mexico, you visit the Pan Asian area, and then, and then who knows? And then maybe, maybe you see, you know, I think we're experienced as, a, as American diners with a healthy amount of Western European cuisine. And That's then, right. kind of far eastern cuisine. We don't. Let,
0: let me ask you. I mean, how do you even? How do you even approach the first pick in a situation like this? Because it's such a broad thing, and you really got to hit a home run with that first pick. But you're not picking again until 16.
1: I'm, I'm gobbling. I'm gobbling up. If I'm if I have that number one pick, I am running to the pizza. I am. I'm yeah. grabbing that. I can do a lot with that. I can. You know, it's it's. And if and if I don't have to specify toppings right now. I have a million ways I can go. Yeah, which
0: which it, you do not. I mean, that's the thing about this draft is there are a couple, there are a couple from uh, Italy that are just super strong and yeah. tend to go very early. But uh, let's get down. Let me tell you the action because the first pick is in. It mm-hmm. And it's Meredith Bernie Baxter. Mm-hmm. No doubt frustrated from a lifetime of a name so close <laughs> to the great <laughs> Meredith Baxter Bernie. A true... Not just for family ties, but just a phenomenal. And actress. she
1: was born Meredith Bernie. She married a Baxter. Is that right?
0: Married a yep. Baxter in her huh? life it's probably been nothing but frustration since being so close adjacent to this phenomenal actress. But today her luck has changed, and she's
1: got first pick, and she's gone with pizza. I love it. I love the pick. I love the pick. I think I think you have to. I think you're almost. I think you're almost. Uh, you know, compelled to be locked into that. At, at, at that slot, I love it.
0: I mean, we're talking about a food that by itself can support probably three different genres of restaurants just on one
1: food. With oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, it's its own. It's its own ecosystem. I love it. It's its own. It's its own planet. Pizzas, is, pizzas, is number one with a bullet for me.
0: Could I eat pizza every dinner for a
1: week? You bet. Oh, you better believe it. Oh or. hell it yeah, and feel good I'm, about myself I too. too. And I'd, I'd want it the next day too. I bet. Yep, yep. I hear you. I'd have it cold for breakfast damn it's great
0: uh second pick uh i think i'm not sure this is gonna be kind of interesting it has come in it's hugh jackalades yep hugh jackalades a great uh great uh great food drafter he's been a lot of these in the past but hugh jackalades has, has deviated uh he's not in europe altogether he's instead gone south of the border okay and picked
1: tacos i understand I understand i I, I think well, I think heading down that way tacos and burritos are gonna come off of there maybe maybe a third round pick on an enchilada or some something something like that. but I can see tacos again it's it's got a, it's it's really just a container and then you can fill it with a, a wide variety of a wide variety of meats, a wide variety of, of, of veggies you know some beans, some cheese. I think you can do a lot of stuff with that. you can have that for lunch you can have that for dinner. I think it's a fine I think it's a fine pick there.
0: I do feel that the taco, I, what do you think about this? TJ? The taco versus the burrito to me feels like a, a fairly easy taco call just because there's more variety.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Also, one, two, three, you know, like a burrito can kind of lock you into a size and a shape at that point where if you're, if you're just a little bit, you just want a light lunch, have, have two, have, you know, have two tacos on, uh, on, on a corn, uh, on, and you know, in a corn shell or whatever. You, you can do that. You can do that fine. You can also go fish, which, it's not the first way I go with the taco, but I know that's a pretty healthy alternative for people who like that, you know, a light, a light kind of citrus drizzle over, over a fish. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I mean,
0: you're, uh, you're making me, you're making me wish I had had the second pick, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, third pick is Galloran, the infamous mime.
4: Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: uh, uh, international criminal, uh, known for his mi- mimicry and his miming. Uh, and, and
1: he'll just be showing bread. us his, he'll just be showing us his pick, right?
0: Uh, he, that's, that's correct. Yeah. And, uh, he's making, the, he's got a bit off the wall, I think. I mean, I would have thought, uh,
1: mm.
4: uh,
0: something different from this, but he's up there and he's stirring a bowl of Spanish rice. He's dropping some various shrimp.
1: Oh uh, no. P A E double L A. And there it is. It's paella. How That's the third picture. Seems, like seems like you're
0: maybe a little
1: surprised with that. Pick. I, I, I am. I kind of, I, I kind of am. Um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty specific dish. I, I don't, I mean, you can use different ingredients You can go seafood. You can go different meats, but it feels a little, I don't know. It feels a little specific for me there. Um, yeah, I, I i don't I don't love it. Although, you know, if it was if it was fried rice there, I'd probably be saying, sure, great. You know, like so I don't know what yeah. it is about paella that's making me think a little early. But but I don't know.
0: And I will say, even though for me, paella is like a treat, you know, it's like a once a quarter, you mm-hmm. know, maybe twice a year type yeah. of dish. The folks in Spain, they eat it quite regularly, yeah. so it might be something, because you do want to make sure you've got an everyday dish. You can't, I mean, that's the beauty of tacos. You do. Yeah,
1: that's the beauty of tacos. Here, here's what the I don't love, about. here's what I don't love about a, rice, a rice-based rice dish, is day two. You, you've got to get water, you got to get moisture back into that, and there's going to be some yeah. easier reheats, you know, uh, as far as as far as ethnic foods go, but, you know, all right. Uh, but, the, but the the infamous mind can never stay in the same place two nights in a row. <laughs> that's anyway, true. TJ that's true. For him, there there will be no leftovers.
0: He's got to get out of town. He's always he's putting. He's always in a box, uh, both literally and figuratively.
1: Moving against the and, wind. And,
0: yep. Uh, <laughs> right, so uh, next up is Pad Cotley. And luckily, we've got him mic'd up. And so I want to, Pad, before you make your pick, uh, any, any, like, big regrets so far? Like, uh, did would your first pick that uh, uh, you would have liked to have, is it already gone, or do, is your first one still on the table?
2: I've well, we've already gotten uh, paella crossed off the list, which was oh, – uh, a, a, a was a, it was, was going to be a late draft for me, but uh, still disappointed to see it go. And uh, I feel like tacos are very burrito adjacent, so I, I feel like I might be safe on that for a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, pizza would have been a pick you would have considered? I think that's everyone's first-round pick.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair yep, I agree. Fair enough. So yeah,
1: I, I would have sworn Paella would have been there for you. At, at, seeing your name at four, Pat, I would have, uh, I would have yeah. said, "Worry not, Paella will be around when you get there." I'm, I'm surprised. Oh, no, no one's more shocked than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I hope you still uh, so, have uh, something with, that you that wanted. Like, what, yeah. Uh, uh,
2: excuse me, I apologize, TJ. So, uh, Pat, it is your pick. What are you going with here? I'm going. Uh, I'm going off the beaten path on this one. I'm gonna say curry
4: oh okay. nice right, now, uh,
2: TJ pad
0: cannot currently hear you so feel free to uh, be honest in your evaluation of curry
1: I kind of like it now I, I my, my wife is a big fan of uh, of Indian food that's where she would have gone with first pick she would have gone out 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 India way there's uh' Uh, yellow curry red curry green curry there's there's really hot there's mild curries i think it's a i think it's a lot a lot of flexibility there and you're you've got you got a ton of flexibility with your proteins as well i i think i i like the adaptability of of curry there i i think that's a i think that's a fine pick and it, whether you I mean, he could one hear me or not eight i would say this 1.8
0: billion people can't be wrong can't be wrong I'm, can't be seems wrong. like it seems like a good pick to me uh in the in the five hole, it's Augie Grundy.
1: Augie Grundy
0: has stepped forward and picked a class a, a classic sushi. Oh such a shit. wide, Such a strong wide uh, range specifically interested in the spicy tuna but he gets it all he gets sushi for the rest of his life i mean that is a strong pick
1: you're eating right
0: opinion, but i'm not the color commentator what
1: do you think TJ? yeah I've, i mean I've, I've tried it it's not my flavor but i understand why people like it i think it's uh it's hell it's good for you you know it's uh it's lights high in protein you can uh you can go a lot of different ways with it. a lot of things live in the ocean And, uh, a lot of, and they're all raw. I'll tell you that. So you got, you got a lot to choose from, a lot to choose from here. You, you, you gotta love the dog. That's a, that's a great, that's a great top pick too, because most of the ethnic foods that we're familiar with, a lot of like ethnic street foods and stuff like that can, can often be on the heavier side, if, especially if you're thinking burritos and, you know, and like, um, um, some of the, well, I'm blank. No, no, the pasta dishes, the deep pasta and yeah. cheese dishes of of Italy. So there's a lot of hearty dishes. So to get a nice, light choice in the first round, I think, is wise and gives you a lot of places you can go in the second round.
0: Uh, I yeah, I agree. And, I mean, sushi is a thing. I can eat it seven days a week without without a problem. Yeah. It, it's a it, You can have a lunch. Sushi can be a good light lunch. It can be a good heavy dinner. There's yeah. not a whole lot of things that can be both of those. So I really like the
1: pick. Tons of flexibility there. Uh,
0: I gotta tell you, I mean I'm amazed. Uh, you know, I hope the contestants can hear us, but I'm amazed that pasta is still on the board. And do you think Dougie Poots, who's drafted six, do you think he steps in there and grabs
1: pasta? My uh <clears throat> my thoughts on Dougie Poots are well are well documented. Um my you know, like if if I've been looking down as far as top things left on the board, I'm seeing stuff like pad thai, like pasta. You know, if you like the flavor, like, uh, you know, uh, gy- gyros or gyros are still are still on there. Uh, you know, I love a gyro. i yeah. love
0: to see a top first round gyro. i yeah.
1: love to see it. Fried rice for see- me, like a chicken parm would be would be up there. And that that being said, I'm almost positive Dougie Poots would not take any of them. That that yeah. if it's best five the five best available, I just have a feeling it's not going to be where he goes.
0: He tends to go. He tends to go to the beat of his own drum. Yep. And I got to tell you, he's made a pick, and I, I, it's a pick that. Well, I'll just say what it is. He's gone. He's stuck. He, I'm very surprised to see a second Japanese pick back to back. He's gone with misos.
1: <laughs> oh
4: Jesus! <laughs> God damn
1: it! I, uh, <laughs> I, at the risk of sounding ridiculous. Me so angry at this pick I can't I can't get the words out right. Uh uh that's that would have hmm. If that's
0: that's not a draftable that's not a draftable
1: dish. W- what are you doing? I, I
0: don't care what it's... round that's not a fourth round dish, TJ. That's not a tenth round dish. That is a mediocre, that is a placeholder while you're waiting for your food at the Japanese restaurant. I can't
1: believe it. It's a broth, right? Is what it's it's a it's a flavor of broth? Is that what this uh, is? Is broth, there anything a in bit
0: of tofu and scallions in there? Oh, that's it.
1: God, I you know what it? How does he end up in the draft every time? I mean, he's. Uh, I don't know. I think he's... I mean, we only have
0: mother, eight. I think maybe his mother
1: owns owns the, the, the food, food draft, draft, food draft Network. Inc. Or so. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: Cecilia Poots uh, is is related. Dougie is related
1: to Cecilia Poots. Okay, gotcha. It's uh, so uh, a right.
0: free ticket in here. But, it, I mean, and the great news is if you're picking seven, Shad Kunkel's got to be sitting there saying, uh, yeah. I, I, I doubt he had miso soup right there. Yeah, I if you I wouldn't right. believe
1: it. If you dodged the first five picks and still had, you know, something you wanted, you didn't you do not have to worry about Dougie Poots taking something you want so off the, the wild, off the, the board. Wild yeah. move to go yeah. with the
0: miso soup.
1: What I mean, a take
0: ramen. My god, ramen is like a thousand times better. Than, it's it's it's
1: terrible. What a moron. Uh, what an absolute just That's rough. What what flavor is miso? What 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 is it? Like I what know, I
0: don't even I don't even know. I mean, it's like
1: uh, just loose soy sauce. Is that what it is? Just watered down soy sauce, or no? I don't think so. But, but uh I
0: don't know. I mean, I I, I don't hate it, but I, it's just it's an
4: afterthought.
1: Yeah, it's it's like it's like drafting a, a, the dinner mint. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not it's not part of anything. It's it's like drafting the water. You know the the but glass have, of water. Food, the world. What do you start with? A yeah. Side salad. Good lord. Oh, come on. Throw a dart. Throw a dart on the globe and you can come up with a dish that is would be better than than, than, than Miso than oh my god. I agree. Man. I agree. I that brings us to He Shad exhausts Uncle. me. He exhausts me. So let's
0: me. cut over to to Kukul. I guess the pressing question in everybody's mind is was Miso soup on your list? Were you worried about that I... one getting taken?
3: No, we we didn't uh, we didn't look down the line and think that uh, miso soup was gonna be something that we could build a franchise with. Uh, right now, what we're concerned about is flexibility. Uh, also, we can continue to finish middle middle of the road every year. Uh, a little frustrated with the fact that uh, we're so far down on the draft every year uh, with so many great things out there. But uh, this year, uh, Midwestern crew, we're gonna go with a pot pie. A pot
0: pie. A pot yeah, pie. we're gonna go with a pot pie. Now we gotta say. What's really interesting is, is that he does have the 7th and the 10th pick. Let's kick it over to, 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 to TJ. You seem a little, su- a little surprised well, to see the pot pie, pie going 7th.
1: Well, you know, you, you did say it's just about anything but but a hamburger. Um, so it's just... Uh, I guess it's like I guess it's British. Is that is it is that I, I think it's uh Shepherd's Pie which I
0: guess qualify as British. I guess that's I guess that's what it is. I,
1: well I I I guess you can build a you might be able to build a franchise around this around this one, but yeah. I mean it's taste it's tasty all right. it's, it's tasty all right. Yeah. I, I may or may not have
0: considered Shepherd's Pie for Dougie Boots. <laughs> that might have been on the short list that I put together when assessing what Pooch was most likely to pick uh, so uh, let's go back to Shankar. I, I want to hear a little bit about why the pot
3: pie and why, uh, a lot why. of flexibility, a lot of taste uh, you know uh, put everything in the middle and you don't really have to worry about cooking it individually uh, so uh, basically we're looking at uh, good old fashioned um, dessert and dinner all in one. <laughs> all right, well, I love it. Uh, while you,
4: uh, after you picked Rebecca Fontainebleau, ah, yeah, uh, raced
0: to the uh, to the the, the podium uh, or to her Zoom screen. We're doing this. Uh, we're being careful. There's no exception for food drafts during the COVID time. We got to all be careful. Mm-hmm. We can't get a bunch of people together in a room and be drafted food all together. And I hate to admit. I hope we're back in 2021 with live food drafts, but here's how we're doing it. And so she's raced to her Zoom, and she's made two picks back to back. You're right? She was so excited, so excited, and um, she also gave a little whisper where she's she she's gone with pasta and burritos. Wow! And burritos. Boom! At eight boom! eight nine on the wheel, and she said she would have done pad thai, but she's shocked that pasta was uh, still there and didn't want to do pasta plus pad thai. But she got two of her top four uh, there at eight and nine. So what do you think, TJ? Is she right to be this excited or is she uh, buying into her own idiosyncrasies? A
1: little oh, bit? no, I think she's absolutely, I think she's absolutely, absolutely warranted to be this, this excited. I think those are, um, I think those are two of the top five best available. And she got herself very, very diff- different different dishes. I think she was smart not to go wrap around to pad Thai. I think she can find some Asian dishes that, that will get, that will get that, that flavor, that flavor profile taken care of for her. I think pasta it it shocked me that pasta fell so deep. I could have seen that up where in the paella slot, I could have seen that third, third out of the, out of the box. There's so many different kinds, types, sauces, all that, uh, all that. And then and then she wraps around with Burrito. I, I said from the beginning, I think I'd start, you know, I think I'd start in Italy. If I got out of there, I think I'd go to Mexico. I think I see the Pacific Rim somewhere, somewhere around the Pan-Asia. And yeah. then that fourth one, I, you know, I drop it, I don't know, in Greece, France, Germany, maybe, who knows, who knows what. But I, I, I think so, it's smart, 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 smart. So
0: let me ask you, when, when somebody starts with a draft, it's really strong like that. Two really solid, one, two. What kind of freedom does that give her when we come back to her in the third? Oh, part? Does tons! She have a little more room to play.
1: Tons of freedom. Tons of freedom. She can go with, uh, you know, like having these set and taken care of. She can go spicy Asian. You know, like she can she can do something like that. That might just be a once in a week a once every two week kind of food because you have you that pasta is is you know that is meat and potatoes right there that's your that's that's oh, it yeah. you know and and burritos you know have a half for lunch you have a whole one for dinner you know like you can do you can do a bunch of stuff here it, she really is the world's the world is is her oyster at this she point. could
0: even go crazy like a dessert or something like that because she, she's so solid
1: all right
3: but uh we're some
1: sweet sweet too, strudels uh, you know have a, you know, get some croissant, some chocolate croissant at three if you want, you know? I mean,
3: maybe we'll finally see a
0: Blintz go. We'll <laughs> wouldn't we'll that be
1: great? Wouldn't that be great? Of all the years Thanks. we've been doing, uh, doing this, wouldn't you love to see a Blintz finally I'd go? I'd love to see it. Uh, would love
0: to see it around three or four there. But we are back to Shad Kunkel. Oh,
4: uh, oh. He's,
0: he's led off with the pot pie. And now he comes back. Now, TJ, uh, let's see what he's got to say. Yeah. Uh
3: we just got a call from management, uh, a little concerned about the pot pie choice. Uh, I guess here, the draft team down here thought that uh, pot pie looked uh, like something we wanted to move forward on. And um, now we're a little concerned about uh, its trade possibility for uh, another dish later on. Um, we're going to hopefully move into uh, the French category and we're going to go with uh, the steak
1: frites. Ooh! speaking of meat and potatoes. We're getting an some actual meat and potatoes. Classic move to backdoor French fries
0: into the ethnic food draft. It's an interesting play. What do you think, TJ?
1: I love it. I think I think it's smart. I think it's really smart. Literally a steak. Uh, literally a steak and potatoes. I think that is. I think that's that's really wise. Substantial. I think you're going to have to. It's uh, certainly in round three or four. Get a nice light dish in there for you because you're going to want. You're going to want a light lunch at some point, so you're going to have to start thinking about something like that—some spring rolls or something like that—that that brings a little bit of veg- vegetable, non gravied vegetable to your to your table. But I, I think I f- think that that I don't I don't think I know that's a strong round two pick.
0: I mean, Team Kunkel—they they, they, could be called the Starches. So mm-hmm. let's go. Let's ask him about that. So now, Chad Kunkel, which by the mm-hmm. way seems a little bit like a fake name. Yeah, I hate to say it, uh, yeah. we, but we always have some reasonable
1: names. I wouldn't progress. be surprised to see to see the shad Kunkel get taken in round three or four as a as an ethnic dish. the The shad yeah. Kunkel, a nice a nice crusty brown white fish. It's sounds yeah. oh, it's yummy, 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 yummy. Small fish used
3: as bait. We're real happy that it's uh, out there on the food menu because traditionally it was just used to catch larger fishes. But uh, if people are going to start eating some fresh cut shad. We're big supporters of that. Yeah, we all know we're moving to after this. We we knew that steak frites was a, a solid lock. Uh, we're probably going to consider putting the steak frites inside of a crusted pie uh, and make a real go with it once we got our play design team together. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we've got our starches, we've got our proteins, and we feel like we can survive off that at least for uh, the next season.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, looking ahead, it's a lot a long time before you pick again. But what what sort of things would be on the radar to be uh, on team cuckle? uh in, in round
4: three
3: yeah that sounds like a reasonable question um i think we're talking about possibly uh moving into some spring roll territory uh grabbing hold of some um you know some some light uh uh desserts afterward we might move into the the, the crepes <laughs> as we call them in france uh later on but uh right now you know of course a good old-fashioned salad's not going to hurt us either yeah. Now,
0: is there is there a region you feel like was maybe underscouted, so either by by your team or others? Like a, we haven't seen like the Mediterranean hit very hard so far. For it, I haven't Anything seen the- feel
1: like it's really. The continent of Africa has been untouched, especially that northern portion there, that you know, yep. that, that northern African Mediterranean food as well, right?
3: That's right. Uh, I'm, t- I'm talking, to, I think we're untouched, uh, a lot of the hummuses out there, a lot of the hummus dishes, a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, different yep. um, spreads there. We're hoping to uh, move into that right now. We've got scouts down there checking it out, trying to figure out which way to go. But in the meantime, we're going to you know stick with our starches. We've got our own hot bread ready to go with any sort of hummus dish that we get later on. Sounds great.
1: Congrats on the second round there, Mr. Kunkel.
3: Thank you.
0: Uh, So next up is Dougie Poots. Uh, Dougie Poots has already made his pick. Uh, Uh He's already signaled it in. And he's gone with, uh, interesting, he's gone with tiramisu. (laughs) Tiramisu. So he has stayed in Italy. But uh, (laughs) the first question that comes to mind is, you got a soup and you got a dessert. What's going on? You only got four rounds.
1: Yeah, he's got the bookends. He's got no books, Rush. uh, You know, like Uh, I think we've said before, you know, Dougie Poots, you know, drafts a toilet and a garage and uh, he doesn't have a living room, a kitchen, a bedroom, you know, like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a mystery. It's a, it's, it's a mystery. He's got
0: the furniture. He doesn't have a house.
1: He doesn't got nothing. He's got nothing, man.
0: what do you think of Teerumisu? Is it a dra- is, uh, is it uh, something you could have believed to see go uh, at some point in the draft? Right, I e- like be so
1: Yeah, uh, at some point I don't know. Maybe, maybe if maybe if you've had a gangbusters, maybe if, if I could see it coming from Fontainebleau round four maybe yeah. something like that. Uh, but but before four, I don't I don't think so. I don't think I see. I don't think I see it there until you have every breakfast, lunch, and dinner taken care of. But you know, well, like that seems right. This is if he's putting, if he's Dr. Frankenstein putting together a body, he just drafted the appendix and the tonsils.
0: That's right. I mean, I, he drafted the the appendix, which is unnecessary, uh, which is miso soup. Yeah. You could not have possibly, this is why he's the best color man in the business. That's a perfect analogy for miso soup. It's <laughs> the appendix of a human body and then the tonsils. That sounds about right. I, I myself like soup, but if I've only got four picks. Good God. I mean, you got to be kidding Good No God. way. Uh, Next up, Augie Grande. The
1: dog. Augie
0: yeah. has gone with pierogies.
1: I like seeing the homeland on the list. I like seeing a
0: bit, it. A bit biased. A bit bi- We We should bring it. Let's bring it, uh, Pat Connolly for this one because he's. Uh, uh, we have to uh, recuse TJ as a as a, as a <laughs> Polish person himself. Uh, to uh, on this pick, uh, you're up next. What do you think? Are you upset? Are you uh, pierogies? Was was that a consideration? Do you think it's a good pick? What do you think?
2: is uh, absolutely high up on the list. I mean, how can you match that for convenience? You've yeah. got your filling inside a convenient pocket. You can eat them hot. You can eat them cold if you need to.
1: I know I'm not supposed to be involved in this discussion, but I, I, I would say many of the great societies of the world have their version of the dumpling, whether it's the ravioli oh, in Italy, definitely. whether it's, you know, the, the Asian dumplings, uh, whether it's steamed, you know, steamed dumplings. This is gyoza, Poland's... Yep.
0: Gyoza, yep. Yep. Get from the, the, the Thai. Yeah, oh,
2: I mean, I love a dumpling. I love and, a dumpling. And to me, dumplings dim some across the board. They, they fill the same category that, that tacos, uh, early draft pick fill. You can get one, you can get 50 of them,
4: whatever mm-hmm.
1: you need. Yep.
2: That's a great
0: point. That's a great point. So we'll, we'll come back. And we, I've had your are picking just a moment, but we're back to TJ. Just to be fair, you know, you talked about the pierogies. Give give me a little bit of uh, your sense. What, what, what are your favorite uh, ways to do the pierogi?
1: Oh, great. Um, I, I like them fried. I like a little crust. I like a little crust on my pierogi. So butter, butter in the pan, fry them up. And uh, for me, I'm going... I'm going capusta and mushroom or I'm going cheese. But my Chachiwanda used to make dessert pierogies, blueberry pierogies oh. with a sour cream sauce over the top. So you can get crazy. You can get crazy with the rogues. This could actually fit. And this is the wisdom that Augie the dog grandi brings to a draft like this. He can actually go, uh, you know, main dish and dessert with something like, with something like the pierogi. Wow,
0: I got it. That again, just great insight from TJ. Because I myself had never heard of the dessert pierogi, and it sounds—I mean, what you just described, I, I got a little—I got a little hungry right and, there. I'm not going to lie. And
1: I, I don't know where Pad's going with this, but it brings to mind the flexibility of something that was mentioned earlier, like the crepe. The crepe—you can go savory and sweet without missing a beat. On that, you can go a lot of places with the crepe.
0: That's true. Uh, and speaking of the devil, we are to Pad Catali so give me a little bit of the thought process here uh, as you come to this pick uh you know what 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 what's what's the team thinking about and, and h- how do you feel it's
2: going so far uh so far we've got a whole lot of confidence uh we we do feel like there's a lot of um flexible players that are still available out there we, uh, fried rice has not been picked yet nachos has not been picked yet mm-hmm. uh, those uh, those feel like uh, obvious go-to's but we have backup plans for each we're going specific we have a specific role we need filled in our team all right, let's hear it. Pad Woonson.
1: Wow! Take me, take me into this pick. Tell me what it is. Tell me, tell me what it does. This is the
2: uh, this is the the often ignored uh, youngest sibling of Pad Thai. Uh, it's it's not your Pad CU. It's not your Pad Thai. These are rice glass noodles with a medley of vegetables usually cooked with basil a bit of egg and a protein of your choice on top of that
4: oh that
1: sounds righteous yeah.
2: seasoned a little mm-hmm. bit of black pepper
1: oh this sounds but righteous.
2: as a little bit of a
0: lighter version your pad cu you're talking about you know uh that's that's a bit of a that's a bit of a bomb that's a bit of a sugar uh delicious bomb but it's not something you want to go to too often your pad thai yeah a little more flexibility i would say your you know, I, I mean, look—we've got the expert right here—a man who picked it second round of the food draft. But I would say it's a—it's a little lighter, a little fresher feel to it than the other dishes. And one, it feels to me like you could eat more frequently, mm-hmm. which is an important thing to pick up. Even though the curry is a great first rounder, because you can have curry, you know, twenty-five different ways. Was that <laughs> did that factor into your decision of, of, to get a, something that feel like a little bit of a healthier meal?
2: Absolutely. You, you want something you can have as a snack. You want something you can have on a summer day. You can pull it right out of the fridge when it's hot outside and eat it to cool down. The only thing—the only thing that came close to this one for those hot summer days was gelato. But we still got time on gelato.
1: Pat, let me ask you this: Curry often served over rice. If I'm right, is that correct? Quite frequently. And then um, the the pad woon sen. Is my is that what is that what you said? Pad woon sen. Yes. Um, uh, uh, glass noodles. Light, light, but. But you got starch. Starch. Does that set you up for something? Third round, or where you want to get away from starch, or what are you looking for down the down the road? Bef- uh, you know, not uh, not considering gelato as, as one. What what, you, what else are you looking for? Well,
2: I, I got to be honest. The uh, going with the second starch was a and it was a direct response to the uh, steak frites.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, we did
2: not see that go- happening that early, and uh, wanted to make sure that we had our own starch game. Uh, looking forward, uh, uh, we've got shawarma on there.
1: Uh huh. Gotcha.
2: And uh, and pita.
1: Okay, great. Again,
2: a, a starch, but a wonderful delivery system I, for anything you can imagine.
1: And I feel like you're working parts of the world. Not a lot of people are going to, I, I feel like, I feel like with those, with those picks, the shawarma with the curry, you're working what that, that kind of, uh, Eurasia, Eastern Europe, uh, kind of, kind of, kind of territory, Northern Africa, like that other, other people aren't going to. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to get
2: hemispheres uh, east, west, north, and south. That's great.
1: Drives. That's great. Very wise.
2: All right. Next up is uh, Galeron, the infamous mime.
0: And he's pointing, he's pointing at Pad Connolly. I don't understand. He's just point, I don't know if it's a taunt. I don't, now he's pointing, and now he's miming a necktie. I see what's happening. We've got Pad Tie. He's picked Pad Tie. Ah,
1: second round okay.
0: is what uh, Galeron. The infamous mime is done. Uh, pad Thai seems like a pick. You're going to support TJ. You were saying it would be good uh, as early as the eight hole.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think Pad Thai is you know is a pretty classic dish. I I it makes me you know I don't know why I'm still still wrestling with that paella pick, and then I don't know how to resolve it necessarily with paella pad Thai pick. I I, I don't I I think he's kind of positioned himself in a bit of a corner. Come three and four.
0: I agree. I'd, I'd rather see an enchilada there. Yeah. Something like that. Something that feels a little uh, stronger, a little further afield from the paella situation than the pad thai, which, you know, we got a another starchy dish where you could throw in some chicken and some shrimp and other stuff. Like, we've already got that sort of dish. I agree with you, DJ. I think pad thai is a great pick in a vacuum, but this is not a vacuum. No. This is a man that already has paella. <laughs> yeah. Now he's got paella, paella and a pad thai. I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> Meanwhile, huge accolades.
1: We love oh, them. We love them here. We love you, Jackalades, don't we?
0: Interesting pick. Interesting pick. He is he has asked for dibs on tibs. Tibs, the Ethiopian dish that is uh basically a uh uh just a, a a bunch of uh of meat, uh cut up meat with like some butter, some onions in there. Um and you could do uh any variety of uh of meat there, but it is probably uh the central Ethiopian meat dish, uh often served uh in a little uh uh you know, you might have like a a, a little bowl, uh
1: your bowl of tibs. Uh what do you think about that one, TJ? I'm unfamiliar with it. It sounds great. Meat meat and meat and onion? I mean it sounds it sounds it sounds yummy to me. Um I don't know if I love it with tacos. I don't know if because uh, I just I think of tacos kind of as potentially your main star that being some, you know, some meat and onions in a, in a taco shell. Uh, it sounds yummy. I, I'm, I, I like, I like that Africa's on the board now. We can, we can say for sure we've checked in and the, the dark continent, Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it to speak on it. I just feel it feels redundant with tacos up front, but I don't know. It's don't
0: interesting. Know. It is. It's a personal favorite of mine. I, Tibbs, to be fair about it, it's, there's a lot of ways you can do it. I think of it; it's a, it's almost a little bit of a stir fry sometimes. Okay. It's a little bit of a stew sometimes. Oh, okay. And, and and what they do with the tibs that I really like is is sometimes you get it and it's just like it's almost like gyro meat with butter and onions on there, and I love that. Wow. That's Like home run for me. Other times it's it's a little bit more of a stew and very spicy, and they can dial that up and down. So there's a lot of ways you can go with uh, with the Ethiopian spices. And, uh, and butter and onion dishes that you get on the tip. So I, I, I personally like it, but I hear I mean, you. Maybe it's a little bit of an early reach,
4: and maybe,
1: it, it maybe been, I. Uh, it might be just for lack of familiarity for for other. I you know. I think you can slip. You can slip Tibbs by some. Uh, some of the other. You're you're not going to see Dougie Poots know what the hell Tibbs is. I can tell you. I can tell you that much. You know. So, but hell, butter, butter, meat, and onions sounds like a sounds like a home run to me. Uh,
0: I, 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 that makes sense to me. And, uh, that brings us, uh, we're all the way back to Meredith, uh, Bernie Baxter. Can't, can't imagine she goes Italian after already having the pizza, or would you ever consider a double Italian? Big
1: uh, I don't think, I think the other, the other Italian stuff that's left, I think you can probably get a little bit, you know, and she's going to be picking again right off of this. So maybe if she does, then, you know, then third round, she bounces, she bounces out of there. I, I love a chicken parm, but I don't know if I'd go pizza chicken parm. You know, that's, that's, that might be, might be too, too in the realm. Plus, there's 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 other stuff. There's other other places she can go. I still think uh, fried rice is a it would be a would be a fine pick. You know. Well, it just so happens
0: her pick just came in, TJ, and it's fried rice.
1: I love what she's doing. She she's she's living my draft right now. Mer- Meredith, Bernie Baxter's living my draft. I I love what she's doing.
0: I mean, so she just so other than Meredith, Bernie Baxter, who uh, I know you love her draft. Yep. Um give me a couple drafts uh that you think are uh some people that are very well positioned after two rounds. The
1: the the ladies killed it today. The ladies murdered it. Uh Rebecca Fontainebleau, I love where she's I love where she is right now. I love it, love it, love it. Um I uh I I wish something could be done to Dougie Poots, like like some sort of physical damage could could (laughs) could happen to him or you know, something something like that. Something that would just i don't know wise them up or punish them but um but i can't imagine one worse than that you know and i've been a fan of this cat from from way back aug dog grandi is sitting is sitting mighty mighty nice right now mighty nice right now as well
0: yeah and, and so now give me um a few of uh uh, things that are uh, uh, chicken parma, that was one for you, but what are a few things that are that are, you haven't
1: seen yet that you would I'm, you would love to? I'm hopping on crepe toot sweet. That the adaptability of a dessert crepe uh, filled with Nutella, hazel hazelnut, you know, like and or all of your savory crepes, chicken crepes, whatever. Like I'm hopping on a crepe real soon. If I was Meredith Bernie Baxter, I might even think like a gyro next or something like that. Give me a nice lunch, you know, nice luncheon I mean, sandwich are, kind of thing by
0: the way you're three for three because she picks gyro is that uh, right is tip. that
1: I mean, right, right. I, oh. she actually
0: does she actually does but let, let's cut to pad Connolly real quick and just say so what was the one pick that that you most you know most frustrated you not the pizza one because you knew that was going to happen but the one pick where you were like ah damn it uh, what a what a
2: wish uh in sort of a roundabout way the uh, chicken pot pie really threw us through <laughs> a loop uh not because it was on our radar, but specifically because it was an entire category that we had—we didn't even have a single pot pie on our entire list. We realized that we had not considered that angle from the beginning, uh, and we're scrambling right now to catch up.
0: Well, debatably not ethnic food, and may well be uh, dis- disqualified after today. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I was interested to see—I um, I wouldn't have been surprised to see a chicken parm, an enchilada. Uh, maybe even a maybe even a case of DL. I think that would have been a bad play. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised to see ramen noodles. Uh, that was a little bit of a surprise to me that that didn't go yet. Uh, a little bit surprised not, not to see like a chicken tikka masala or even a tandoori chicken. I I wouldn't have been surprised to see. But
1: uh, Shed Kunkel, if if you could exchange drafts with anyone right now, who who do you who would you one up? switch up, switch up drafts with, if, if you can.
3: Well, we've gotten a few calls from the headquarters. Uh, they're a little concerned about some of the picks that we've made thus far. So, uh, we might be in a little bit of a panic state. Uh, I'd probably go with just about anybody on that list. Uh, maybe specifically, uh, you know, um, Augie uh seems to have a bit lighter, considering that uh, we're we're at this point we're looking at picking up uh, desserts and appetizers <laughs> off the waiver wire after the season's already started. Uh, we've already committed hard to Hungarian goulash for the next pick, and we are looking at we are looking at some serious colon situations here in the uh, Shad Kunkel camp. Uh, maybe we grab a dark co- chocolate covered apple from Japan, uh, as long as the apple itself is grown out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a shot. Uh, in the meantime, oh, we're uh, you know we're we're hoping after the season starts, you can still grab a few dishes that are still out there. We may uh, we may just order out. <laughs> oh no! Ah, uh, you hate to hear that
0: they've already locked in the Hungarian goulash, which I gotta tell you is
4: unlikely to be
0: unlikely to be uh, picked. Yeah. Uh, between now and then, I believe it's a synonym for a prison. It's never a food that you want to uh, that you want to be throwing in.
1: Uh, and now, uh, boy, I tell you, I wish. Now I'm, now I'm just craving that chocolate covered apple. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh. From Japan, Japan. dark <laughs> <from Japan>. chocolate. <laughs> Fuji apple, probably Fuji apple. Yeah, Fuji I mean, apple, yeah. Fuji yeah. apple,
3: absolutely yeah. from Japan. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well,
1: uh,
0: anyway, TJ, it's been a blast. Uh, as always, the uh, always is, will not. be... Uh, we won't be covering those, but we'll be back for another food draft before too long. Thank you so much to Pat Connolly and to Shad Kunkel for allowing us to mic you up. I know it's difficult. There's, uh, I know you're on the phones constantly during the uh, draft, and so uh, giving us some of your valuable time was really appreciated. Uh, we thank you very much.
3: Just want to say thank you. I don't think I'm going to be here next
0: year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Pat. Thank you, Kunk. Thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate fun. you being on, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> anything else rush before i do the 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 show thank you no
0: that's good thank you guys so much last to have um i was a little worried about having two guests at once but it was very smooth so thank you guys
1: yeah very thank smooth. you dude um thanks, thanks guys. uh of course thanks nate who produces for us thank julie who does the uh the, did the music and emily who did the artwork and thank you guys for uh for listening we hope uh we hope you do again we'll talk to you soon